1: Hello, Phoenix is rising and so are we. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. Appreciate everyone joining us here on a Thursday. We haven't done a Thursday pod in Haven. quite a bit. It's nice to be back. We're getting back into the swing of things for our twice per week pod. Then post games are going to be starting. It's going to be great. I say all that and I already am looking into next week where we're not going to have a Thursday pod because of kit reveal. But that's for future us. I'm present to us. I'm present day Max. Simpson. I am with present day Mr. Owen Evans. How are we doing, buddy? In light. We're nine minutes late.
2: We're nine minutes late. Going to, to Davin in the, uh, in the chat there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know we'll it's, blame uh, you as usual yeah yeah you know, it's, it's uh, the usual take
2: the easy yeah, one classic scapegoating
1: yeah uh, but that's it wouldn't be a P's, phnx rising pod without it guys we got a lot to talk about uh some stuff rising some stuff usl some stuff uh, the, i want not know uh, can we even say the m word it's kind of an ick word around this time that's
2: mls is it, i thought is it was it? gonna be making plans to get a tattoo mm, well that's that's later in the pod that was oh, later wow. in the pod we uh, will get onto that don't worry it's coming it is coming yeah but we'll talk all so that was...
1: uh yeah yeah you got, yeah you got buddy. <laughs> i'm not going i'm not going to say it. i'm not going to say cool it. good stuff um anyway uh you know i think we probably should start off with we had uh we had an interview on tuesday again uh, yeah, we did, yeah. phoenix rising president bobby dooley in studio and we covered a lot of topics with him honestly that was a, was a you know was an hour plus long interview definitely went over a lot of stuff um what was your takeaway from it
2: Uh, I think it was, you're right, we covered a lot of ground, um, and when you cover that much ground, obviously there's only so much that you're going to get into in in depth, but I think we definitely learned a few things from that, and some of that we're going to go into now today, we're going to get into in in greater detail, Um, but again, it's one of those ones where I, I feel like we came away from that interview knowing more than we knew when we went into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. with you can't th- argue with at least that, no. that's a successful interview. At no, that it,
1: point. It, it was. I mean, I think it's you know it, it was something where we definitely got a couple, um, couple just uh, some responses and some answers of things that you know we were definitely curious on. We you know fans were curious on. Um, you know, I, th- I think I know we kind of highlighted a couple topics for today that we want to chat through from that interview. Interview, and I think one of them that we kind of got on was really kind of talking about the the game day experience, right? Talking about hey, what. What does it look like of Phoenix Rising? They were in their first year uh, at their stadium last year and kind of figuring out like, hey, how do we raise attendance for this
2: year? You're now going to be a defending champion. What do we think that looks like? Yeah, yeah, and we did. That was, I tell you what, before we before we get into that, let's just be just, to put that into context, sure. of course. Um, we asked Bobby about what it would mean if you were to to have that conversation of uh, bringing in even, say, another 2,000 people in and what kind of an impact that would have. And let's hear what, what he told us again on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, you know, obviously there's been a, there've been changes in the footballing landscape in general around the world in terms of how much importance you assign to getting people through the door on match days. Is that something that say bringing in another 2000 people a a, day, a game
3: makes a substantial difference to where the club is financially? Massively. Right. Um, we're not in a position where we're getting media dollars. Right, it's just the reality of who we are, where we're at um, right now. So when you look at you know Major League Baseball, obviously you look at the the top leagues all over the world. The money they get from their broadcast partners is substantial, and so we're we're in the events business, right? And right now we have seventeen, you know, to twenty games when you throw preseason. Hopefully we add four to that at home in in the postseason, um, and, and you. You look at that. So our, our 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 business model is built on the live event. So we we need to have people in the stadium, right? People in the stadium, they're that they pay the money to come to the stadium. Then you you have all the numbers and you see how much the average person spends on food and beverage and and you see you know parking and merchandise and you you start adding that up. That's that's impactful.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense when you, you know, if you're looking at the match day experience, all of the different ways that a club can bring in money, right? Again, where he's mentioning, he's making, mentioning tickets, mentioning parking, mentioning, um, you know, maybe add-ons to season ticket plans, mentioning concessions, all these different things. It, it definitely makes a lot of sense. And if you were to add 2,000 people per match, that would be very significant. it The question kind of becomes then, how do you get there? Again, last year, it's always adjustment, right? When people move to a new stadium, it's not trying to give an an easy out, but right, like it takes adjustment. You know, we've seen this not only throughout, you know, history of soccer and different clubs, but with this one specifically, right? Nothing catches fire immediately. Definitely something where you want to build towards it. What do you think this year might make that difference for those extra 2,000 fans to come to a game?
2: Ah, it's going to take a good amount. I think, look, obviously you've got the... I think more than anything, what you've got to do is get them in in the first place, right? Mm. That, I think, can be the challenge often is just getting people in in the first place. You speak to people sometimes and you'll, you'll speak to people, right, who who bring up the team and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember I'd go back, at uh, you know, back in the Casino Arizona field days. And you ask them if they go now, and they're like, they didn't even realize where they're playing. Oh, the they, they, they don't I, know. I've
1: heard multiple people. They they're like, know. oh, you, oh, they play oh and they, they're playing. They're, they're, they're playing they're, yeah. Oh, they're oh, they're playing. Uh, they wild horse Pass. It's Like, no,
2: no, no. no people, people don't even know where they're playing. in The minute I, that's come on, that's the hanging Fruit, right? You gotta yeah. get those people out. Yeah. That's easy to to, or, or at least that's the easy kind of target. You are not trying to win them over. They know the team exists. They got clearly a vague interest if they've yeah. been to games in the past. Um, unfortunately, for whatever reason, they struggle sometimes to reach them. Um, I, I, I mean, of course, there'll be things on the day of the game, and you've got to try and try and find ways to make it a, an enjoyable experience. And I think, by and large, look, there's. I understand what has been said in terms of, and this came up in the interview, of course, over the making sure that you get the right balance between, say, the purest side, mm-hmm. which would be the very. Um, you know focused on the match kind of rather than all the stuff that you put around it and then of course finding ways to integrate elements that would be considered more fun I- i'll yeah. counter with this though and i just think that football's a, a, a the kind of sport whereby a it doesn't always lend itself well to that other stuff sure um and b i i think there are other things that people by and large consider a, a big parts of their whatever they say about maybe they They'll tell you things in surveys and whatever, yeah. and people don't always. By the way, you can only take surveys so far, of course. Um, cause people don't. People don't always know what they want. Funnily enough, no. But I get a no, feeling a lot of it is. is, is, is you think good concessions, affordable prices, yeah. good quick lines, um, parking being easy, um, plumbing is it <laughs> as weird as it sounds. It's a big we thing. Tower, we we tower. heard about that. How much did we hear about that in the Casino Arizona field days? It was <laughs> it was always top of the list. And right, yeah, they don't have amazing plumbing right now, but but also even just being in a, a position whereby at least the portable options are a little bit more. We're talking about the craver friendly than say some of the other uh, portable <laughs> options that. I, I I feel as though and and oh god, people are asking about the pub to pitch, and then we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I I feel as though just. Those are the things you really have to... uh, This team, you can't compete with your... You're not Major League Baseball. You're not the Suns. You're not the Coyotes. You're not one of these other um, teams that... People look at it at a high level. I think what you've got to really lean in on, and, and Bobby said this in fairness in in the they they're cutting some of the ticket prices because they want to make it a more affordable night out. And I understand that. I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. I think the idea of being able to bring a family of four out, have a fun time where you do the basic things, you take the kids out, they get to to go on, uh, you know, eat stadium food and yeah. stuff like that, and watch a game. Um, I think that's that's pretty big there um in terms of just making it an attractive option um and of course yeah winning helps um but i still think a large part of it is get people through the door there are days where you look at the stands and you think okay there's like six thousand out here couldn't more have been done to just get something even if you don't get much in return get someone in some of those seats because Mm -hmm. ultimately a seat that's left empty does nobody favours. Now, I'll go back actually quickly to the pub to pitch. I'm not certain. Um, I do get the impression, the question in there about whether they're still doing the pub to pitch or not. I get the impression the club's attitude here um, is more along the lines of focus on the light rail partnership, the Valley Metro partnership. Um, and that's a very understandable way to, to focus it. I get the feeling that that's more the focus than the pub to pitch. Think about it this way. If there are bars along the light rail, which there are, are, yeah, there are. If you can think about trying to, to partner with them, I think that adds Mm. something there. And I mean, down there with the North end people who don't have a ride to the game. Um, (sighs) I I just the pub to pitch served a purpose at one point in time, and I'm not sure that it quite serves the same purpose yeah, now. Yeah, Because ultimately, you have a public transit option, um, but the club are paying for. Yeah. No one ultimately is, or very, very few people are per se, walking to this bar in the first place to then have a drink and get on the bus. So they might as well just go to a different location there.
1: I feel the pub to pitch served a really nice purpose when you you know for for example um right when they're when they're playing in tempe and you're having the pub to pitch from like tempe marketplace and stuff like that where you're able to drive to a nearby place that's already pretty much right by the stadium you're then able to take the pub to pitch pregame at a bar nearby um and then don't have to worry about you know getting out of the traffic jam or anything like that you have a bit more time to recover if you've had a few libations uh, stuff like that so i think that's where the pub to pitch has The legs, you just don't really get that now because, A, you're not really near, like, a great place that's super close by of, like, wow, that warrants a pub to pitch. This is a pregame area where you can then drive your car, right? I mean, the closest one place to really, you know, kind of uh, pregame before a game is, A, you could tailgate. B. There are a couple, um, you know, bars and stuff that are right by the stadium. Or C. Kind of like what we're saying. This is where the light rail to me comes into play. Of like, it's essentially well, it also, it's essentially your own. It's also, also, own easier. Pub to pitch. It's also yeah.
2: easier in a sense because I I know from from experience that people have been talking to me that there'll be times where look, there's like one bus, maybe two buses going back. It, it's, after not, the game. it's not universal. It doesn't and get everyone. Sometimes you gotta you gotta move. Yeah, you gotta yeah. move to get to we're, that bus, and and that's you take that stress out by moving to a more light rail focused approach because the light rails running all night, like you're especially in the timings at these games. end. there's no run to make it. Otherwise you're going to have missed the only ones that are taking you back there. Yeah. Um, Look, I I still think that the, the partnership with that they've got going on is a, I I think it's solid. It does provide a a big improvement for fans in terms of the ability to use that and and not have to pay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it again adds to making some of it a bit more um just affordable um as a night out. Um I mean, you're cutting away on parking costs then. You, yeah. can, you can you can park now at any of the park and ride locations and hop on the light rail. Yep. It's free. Yeah, it'll take you a bit longer, but it's, that, but it's free. Which is
1: essentially more or less, that is what the pub to pitch concept is. I mean, I, I think the beauty about the, the Vela Metro uh, partnership that they have, right? It, it makes sense. There's multiple stops. You're able to kind of get from anywhere. It I, I think it just adds to... What they're what they're looking to build, I think that with this iteration of the stadium, right, is it gives you those different abilities to um, experience fandom how you want especially if you are trying to get more in the atmosphere there's something that i would like to see and i, I see Devin hitting around the head i love tailgating with the bandito such a nice group of people and a great atmosphere i would love to see the um tailgating atmosphere really bolstered a bit further this year by seeing more people out there um really like adding to that right we get it's hot during the summer months stuff like that but i think that's something where that has a lot of legs to grow um you're really able to Throw the support to the supporters who are showing up early, having a good time, all that jazz. Um, I did see BJ's comment a little bit earlier up talking about advertising um, for the club's marketing budget of saying, hey, maybe we can add a bit more to the club's
2: uh, advertising well, be and fair, marketing be budget. Fair, they're spending clearly all the money on these targeted social correct, media ads because I can't, I can't move for curling through them at the moment. Right. And unfortunately, I'm not the right demographic for you to be selling tickets. Right. To. Which, Although they know I like the club at least they, in terms of do. following their stuff online. online. Online, Um, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not buying their tickets, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and I I think that kind of leads into like it's what the type of fans you are looking to promote, right? I mean, it's kind of there's a lot of different, lot of different messaging in there, right? Like you're promoting the club of hey, this is who we are. We, you know, we've been around X, Y, Z. You can talk about the experience, everything like that. I think that the thing that We've had gripes with and even fans have is it's balancing how do you cater to those first-time fans versus how do you cater to the people who are there every match i think i'll put it this way and i know we've talked about this you can get into this afterwards if you want to whether or not people are all for the promotions or for the you know stuff you'd see at other stadiums like suns d-backs um whatever of like the make noise and the pyrographics and they'll and You know turn off the lights off and then we do a light show whether that's your cup of tea or not the reality is is this entire experience where you go to a match for 90 minutes you know exactly how long it's going to be that there are two 45 minute halves that is going to never change and that is the bulk of the reason why either people are showing up or what they're going to have to experience so my whole thing is whether or not you're doing the extra stuff of catering to those first time fans and trying to make that experience something that they're used to the end of the day is you need to be able to sell people on this is a a this is an experience it's 90 minutes make it a communal process and that's really where you buy into because that traverses whether you're a diehards diehard soccer fan whether you like sports whether you have watched soccer at any medium whether you've been to phoenix rising game whether you haven't or whether you're just finding out about the team if you're able to say hey this is this is why we're here we're in the community we're here uh for these 90-minute matches that's something that's never going to change and that never goes out of style
2: no i know um i I still think it again and i mean even just going back these were way back in the comments so i'm not going to pull up exactly who it was but um people talking about getting involved with the colleges really um and i know that's something that look i've had those discussions with people in the past they've said they've been like they, they did a, a college, I and mean, they still have a college program of sorts um, with discounted tickets, but they've done it in the past whereby they just go through the morning of and kind of strategically place people. You know, you paid the money, but you, you didn't know where you were going to sit. Yeah. Um, and we, we've seen that with other uh, other teams they will do that here in the Valley as well. And, and that kind of stuff is really popular, right? Getting in the door. It's about filling empty seats at that point sometimes and just finding ways to to squeeze more people in and get yeah. them in the venue. And then no matter what they've paid, they're going to pay con- for concessions probably while they're there. They're going they to be paying for parking. Yeah. they will be buying merchandise. More importantly, it, they could enjoy their experience and want to yeah. come again. And hence you're turning it, them into a repeat customer. It,
1: it is a fantastic – like it is to me such a low-hanging fruit of um, – like you know those group like group outings or things like that like this sport this sport is beautiful where whether you show up by yourself or you show up with a friend or 10 or 20 whatever it is so easy to meet people at these type of matches and literally whether it's becoming a, a diehard or a supporter or a bandito or even just a casual fan it lends itself so well to being involved within the community aspect and to me like, like you said, if you're able to show up, you know, you market towards colleges, or you are really getting into like, hey, bring your bring your crew for a workouting afterwards, things like that. Like, man, you're hooked. You have a couple beers, you have some concessions, you're great, man. Yeah. You're chilling. It's um, it does kind of make it interesting, right? Because I feel that's one of the questions we often get on this show, is like, right, how how people are going to keep coming to the matches? What is that going to look like for the fan day experience? I think the thing that we probably get more than anything is is Phoenix Rising going to be an MLS club? I feel we get that probably at least once an
2: episode. We do. It happens every so often. I mean, look, this came up in the in the conversation. Um, you know, we we kind of worked through that a little bit with Bobby, yeah. and he's still insisting at this point that look, the window hasn't passed. I mean, we know that the the domed stadium is the the big sticking point in general. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that that's the only sticking point. It's a it's a sticking point of sorts. Um I don't know. I, I still um it's one of those things that's quite I, I think nervy to think about because yep. we've seen enough now to know that MLS do they wanna work with existing clubs? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Are they going to? Definitely not always. Yeah. Um and again, I know there are people who who have their very, very strong opinions on this topic, and I'm not going to get into that one. Um, I mean, we we may or may not have posted something on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's, doing it's, it's, doing, doing some it's doing numbers. It's doing some decent numbers for well. us, to be fair. But well. um, With some thoughts maybe on, uh, you know, major league soccer. A um, little comparison for you. little comparison of sorts, but... Um, Ah, it's one of those things. It is one of those things. Uh,
1: you know, it's going to be interesting, right? Regardless whether or not Phoenix Rising becomes an MLS team or not, one well, thing is for certain that MLS teams are taking a certain stand when it comes to a certain open cup. And uh, you know, we actually asked Bobby about it as well, uh, about his kind of stance and where Phoenix Rising is kind of looking to commit within the space.
3: What it looks like moving forward, I I couldn't tell you, personally. I'm disappointed in U S soccer. Um, that's the, the honest truth. I obviously don't know all the details and all the intimate stuff that's taking place, but, but from my vantage point, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that it's even gotten this, this, you know, this, uh, public, um, because to me it's, it's setting us backwards. It's we're focused on something else that that's taking away on us, focusing, helping grow the sport. And that's, that's disappointing for me. For us as an organization, um, we want to compete and 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 we want to win trophies right and and so the opportunity to compete i don't know what the format's going to look like this year i don't know what the format's going to look like next year um but i do know that if if we have an opportunity as an organization to participate in it we're going to participate
1: i mean uh, it's been a it's been quite a look for um for mls really on the open come front on the refereeing front it's been a it's been a bad pub week
2: wow they really seem i gotta be honest like i i'm impressed i'm impressed with the commitment to the bit right like everyone says you know you guys are the evil empire of uh of just the sport in this country you guys only care about money no Um, you guys want to ultimately have control over everything in this country in terms of the sport and and you know, you kind of look at it and go, oh, sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. But right now, wow, they really, really, really are committed really? to coming off as badly as possible in just about every possible angle. Oh, man. Um, yeah, let's talk about where we are with the Open Cup. And obviously, when that was recorded on, on Tuesday, there'd been certain um, certain clubs were saying things. Others were not. Since then, we've had a reporting viral of God's the... Um, the Athletic, that, that all USL clubs that have qualified for this tournament, that would be All-USL Championship, All-USL League One, and the eligible teams that are qualified via USL League Two will yeah. participate um as a principled stance more as a a vote of confidence it's a a renaissance right now for
1: for usl teams it's you you put out a statement on any fancy letterhead anyway you know praising the open cup or condemning mls teams for not participating you could be a usl league two team or anything on the bottom tiers it
2: don't matter you're getting retweets retweets, you're getting likes
1: it's it's popping off we love that
2: oh yeah oh yeah but i mean again it's I'm sorry, the way that this is being handled from MLS's perspective is shameful. Um, Shame. There are very few serious obligations that you have to the remainder of a payment, and they have to make their decision, 100-plus-year-old right? competition. They have to make their decision. Their decision is, do you want to be part of the community of of this sport or do you want to exist on an island but the problem with that is is that you shouldn't be one foot in one foot out you've got to make your mind up you are either part of this community as a whole in terms of you are engaging at the very least with the requirements that you know exist to ensure solidarity throughout the pyramid of sorts based on the requirements of us soccer and the us soccer federation or just pack it in go on go off on your own you don't have to be affiliated a to the rest of game. the sporting world. Yeah. You can exist on your island. You want to be the NFL. We know that. We know you're obsessed with this idea that you're going to be the NFL. You just don't have any of the clout that comes with the uh, being the NFL. Um, I mean, like, they did I hire mean, a lot of former NFL execs that yeah, are. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like Dongar, but yeah. there's this, like this, Dollar Store, Roger Goodell, this, this isn't like, some fever dream they... No. Yeah. But the NFL doesn't have to care what anyone else thinks. The MLS does. Yeah, like I'm sorry. I I think you've got to, you've got to think about. And a lot of people seem to have this idea that MLS is way too big to fail anyway. I still actually think that if, if US soccer, it wouldn't be good for US soccer if they de MLS. It yeah. would set the sport back yeah. in some ways. However, I also don't think that a desanctioned MLS is a particularly stable MLS. Like, I love when people do things like check out like, oh, but these clubs are worth like $2 billion. It's like... Yeah, what's a valuation. Yeah, I it's mean... It's a made-up number, okay? I mean, while... Well, well, these are made-up numbers well, well, we're dealing well, with well, here. While well,
1: there is some merit that doesn't... That's also not the end-all be-all that people make it out to be.
2: And the other thing too it's is sanctioning like, Sanctioning is critical in terms of having players remaining out no, of no, their no, national teams. I'm talking so about the valuation, right? yeah, yeah. Like, how are you going to recruit people from overseas? Yeah. How are you going to engage in these worldwide competitions? Well,
1: then okay. then it's the whole argument of like, right, like there's this whole uh, almost back and forth going on of, you know, MLS. Oh, we're so much more than just Messi. We're so much more than our superstars here. they don't here. even
2: talk about that themselves. Exactly. They don't even believe that themselves. Don Garber can come out and say all that we nonsense that rant. he likes. He puts it we on everybody on MLS else. Rant, when folks. you are MLS, when you are MLS yeah. and you are not talking about anything other than Messi, because, hey, why would you? You're just going to slap his name on everything because it's going to get you clicks. Why are you relying on other people to do that when you also on times take a hostile attitude towards some of those people as well Smoke right let's cow. not let's not beat around the bush on this one it's been quite public that there are people who, who feel as though they're getting mls press credentials unfairly denied um there, that. that's not there a good have been arguments mm. in the past between i believe the athletic and into miami yep. based on reporting they made based on press conferences apparently, that were only comms comms, right? comms right? teams around but the league are very, very... War- you want them mm. to carry the the weight for you here when you can't be bothered to even do it yourselves you don't do anything other than just trying to shove Messi. Hey, you know what? Actually, no, sorry, I'm lying. They bring out Suarez as well. They bring him out on his nice little wheelchair at the old people's home. Don't forget, and get Luis Suarez out there. He can't even walk at the minute. By the looks, he's struggling with his mobility. He had a good game, to be fair, but he's still struggling with his mobility. I love, I love seeing all this nonsense about like how Inter Miami are going to win the league as well. Yeah, we're just going off way on a tangent now. Um, and they're a, they're a hospital team. They're going to end up with. A I think the over-under is on where you want to set it for career-ending injuries this season with the age that they got on that squad but <laughs> yeah well there we go we're talking about something other than messy if you want we are just talking about how they're old um but like i'm sorry why 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 is this everything is about picking fights with people everything is about bringing it in controlling the narrative okay but then picking fights with people you're picking fights with referees you're picking fights with the rest of the pyramid you think again that you can be the nfl but i've said this before and i'll say it again your model will not work in the same way you can't rely on the fact that someone who cannot go to games because they're eight hours away from their nearest club is gonna just go yeah i'm definitely becoming a diehard of this one team You can't rely on that and say when the NFL does, because if football is just a TV show to you, if it is just a TV show to you, there are better TV shows than MLS that exist. So why? Why would you go all, all in on MLS at that point? Why? I just don't think it works. You need to grow the sport in general in this country. You need to focus on that instead of the usual attitude that comes out of MLS, which is that if you have a dollar spent on this sport in this country that isn't spent on MLS, that's a dollar wasted in their view, and that isn't the right way to look at it. It's a zero-sum nonsense that ultimately is going to stagnate at some point. Uh, So, uh,
1: Bobby, so. Bobby Dooley interview. Uh no, it's uh, uh We had our little MLS rant for the day. We? <laughs> I have my little MLS yeah, rant for the day. There it is. Uh yeah, we'll clip that. That's that's good stuff. Um yeah, man, I mean it's in in a very ooh nutshell. Uh I think that's just the the pulse of what a lot of people are feeling and in a way to Segment uh, segue. This the way to counteract that is USL teams will be in uh, you know pushing being in that Open Cup and uh, who's going to lead Phoenix Rising? None other than Danny Stone. Danny Stone, right? Bobby Dooley had some uh, you know thoughts about him, how he came to be uh, the appointed coach and everything like that. It was definitely a process, but uh, let's see what he had to say.
3: And I think which what makes Danny so good is he's he's the consummate professional. I mean, he is so professional. Um, and I think, I think that was, you know, just being really transparent with you guys. One of those things, he was such a good assistant coach. He, he was serving one, he was serving the organization, serving the team. So you saw, you, you didn't see some of the things that you see in head coach can, um, candidates, mm-hmm. right. That you're around because he was so committed to his craft and so professional that that's what we wanted to see during the interview process with Danny. And you saw that come out of him. You saw him sit a little differently in the chair. You saw him have a different tone, some different inflections in his voice. Um, he, he wanted it so badly. You could see that passion that you knew would translate into you know, coach talks, motivating the players, right, bringing the group together. Obviously, there was no one better that knew the existing roster, that knew the club, knew the culture. So he was going to make it really difficult for anyone else to come in here and win the job. Yeah man I mean it's uh it's
1: been cool to see how he's been you know, received not only by the players, by people in the organization, but again, like we we kept on going back to it. it's something that we heard. You know, we talked about when he was first, you know, being mentioned. We we thought that he would be a natural progression to it. when he was hired. We talked about it um, when we talked to him about it. Just he's a guy who he comes across well. Um, again, there's a lot there's a lot of cohesion in that com- in that community that's been built since last year. But again, as as Bobby alluded to, and kind of you know, and uh, you guys can watch the rest of the interview to hear more of his thoughts, but but essentially, like this is a guy who he's going to build a team in his own image. It's nice that he has familiarity with the players, but like again, don't just look for this to be the whole wash and wash, rinse and repeat Phoenix Rising that you saw uh, last year. This is this is Danny Stone
2: era, baby. It is, it is, and this is something that I was chatting about yesterday. And just we we know what Danny um, and and you know we know what he said. I, I'm intrigued to see it because again, it's evolution, not a complete. Revolution based on what we saw um, from from Juan Guerra, but it's it's still going to take time, right? And there's there's an element of adjustment still. I think we've got to prepare yeah. for that, and you, you've got to prepare for that yeah. because this is Danny Stone's first real opportunity as a as a proper first uh, head coach. Big okay, this is his first chance, and that that role will take adjustment, right? There's going to be an element of. You know, when things are down, how's he gonna react? How's he gonna yes. it it it's different sometimes when you're not the person who is making the final call on that one? Yes. Right? Yeah. It's different when you're in that position or not. Um and and I'm intrigued to see how he adjusts this. Again, we've said this all along, right? That from our perspective, from what we've seen, from everything that we've heard, when you look at Danny Stone, he deserved this opportunity. Yeah, they're not... They're, but, there's, they're there's still, but there's still that element whereby you're like, how's he going to adjust to this? We'll have to wait and see. He deserves patience. Yeah. He deserves He deserve this opportunity, He's, no question in my mind. Yeah. Um, but again, we'll have to see. I think there's enough talent in that squad that they can go on another good run. Good. Um. I, I think you should feel quite confident going into yep. this season. Um. And again, I think that Danny does know how to get the best out of these players uh but yeah. we will we, we'll see won't we it's, we, we will oh, see it's the fun it's, unknown of the it is the fun unknown a couple of it's, weeks out from the season stuff. you
1: know it's it's interesting right there are some parallels to uh, last season of right um newer players although this is actually nice to have a lot of um the same you know similar members on the squad from last year right but it's it's a new coach it's a new feel how they're gonna play how they're gonna adjust and it, you know there are some similarities there but it's nice of like hey this is going to chart its own course you have that bit of the hunger like Bobby was saying of hey um, people may be questioning like oh is this just an in-house appointment like no like uh, again I think we, we've mentioned before I think he's the logical choice for the job and it's going to be interesting to see I do want to shout out C-Siley in the chat this is why I'm a diehard going off of Owen's MLS rant do you want to you know shout out to the diehards in the chat of which there are many you guys want come become a diehard today check out phnxlocker.com uh, right always some great stuff there you got your discounts on merch rocking it here nice coyotes uh sweatshirt arizona verse everybody uh it's comfy it's nice um we got all the all the swag right there we got the rise of the top champions to the ph next rising scarf a uh, little summer scarf action all that stuff and become a diehard of course where you get free merch discounts on merch everything like that and of course access to the discard it is popping off as it's always uh, it's a good time so again become a diehard go to phxlocker.com. makes a nice gift all that fun stuff also Shout out friends at Arizona Lottery. Then it's the season. It's the Arizona adventure season. There are three ways to win big for a chance of a lot of money. A lot of moolah. Number one, you guys can play the Arizona Adventure Lottery Scratchers featuring three iconic landscapes. You got Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, Camelback Mountain, these tickets have prizes up to $50,000, $50,000. Boom. Have a chance to grab one of those three tickets, scratch them off. Number two, go to azadventure.com. You can check, check in at a geolocated adventure. They got 10 different destinations across straight Flagstaff, Yuma can even go to hole in the rock at Papago park. Just check in, have an opportunity to win some prizes. It's absolutely fantastic. And number three, you can enter tickets online for a chance to win. One million dollars. One million dollars in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Uh super easy to do, guys. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure, for a chance to win one million dollars in cash and Arizona travel prizes. If you are a fan of a little walk, uh, make sure to go to uh, Coyotes doing a little meetup uh Sunday uh at Hole in the Rock, right? little afternoon, right before their game kicks off. Excuse me, the puck drop off occurs Sunday afternoon. Go to, uh, yeah, go to Hole in the Rock. It's going to be a good time. Also, shout out our friends at Circle K. This is where you can get those Arizona lottery tickets, right? A lot of money different places, but we go to Circle K for that. It is America's Third Stop. Uh, why are you guys, uh, you know, you should uh, maybe enroll in the Inner Circle program. You get 25 cents off a gallon for your first five Phillips. You can get all types of free stuff, including free snacks, free drinks. Every six hot item is free. And you can really use that because apparently there's a thief in phnx and uh there's a lot of fingers being pointed at different people we've had one person I, come in and confess I, I
2: had one person saying that they saw you doing it man people say a lot of things i like to be that um, um, they said it on video as well it was, so it's it was, officially part I think it was of the you
1: i think it was you on video. i didn't say that uh well no one important said it anyway uh mm. yeah uh, circle k inner circle program join it Get some free stuff, replenish your pantry, your fridge, everything like that from thieves who are trying to steal uh stuff. But yeah, so okay, intercycle program, download it today. All you need is a phone number. All righty. Well, kind of talked about it. A bit of, you know, the Bobby Dooley interview. It was all good stuff. And yet there's so many things happening around the
2: USL, aren't there? Oh. Well, there are, but there's also a Phoenix rising focus we can put in general well i mean i was gonna yeah. allude to that you want to yeah yeah i mean i guess uh, come on Ra- not a time for around the usl yeah
1: well i wasn't saying around the usl really? what i was saying is phoenix rising is playing uh you know a certain uh, team from las vegas why have they announced another player have they, well, they announced another player they keep
2: announcing occasional players and it's, <laughs> it's, they're trying i'll give them that they're also trying quite late this season um but then that's kind of what's to be expected given it was a late takeover in the end um Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how they come out. Um, I'm intrigued what they put out on the field on Saturday night. But uh, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, I mean, you had a chance to talk to the head coach, Danny Stone, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and we were chatting about some things with, um, you know, just them, the team they put together. I mean, again, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to put it together so late. Yeah. because a lot of other squads have, have already put people they put their squads together, right? They've they've already worked out what they're going to go with, and so trying to poach those last minute players is not easy, uh, especially when you're building a, a squad from. Let's be perfectly honest, zero. Um, I think what we do know is that there was this wasn't known from the outset. I don't think that that this kind of transition was going to happen at Vegas. There mm. was talk with players about. What was going to happen for next season is how I understand it, um, based on the old management there. Um, And obviously that changed. Uh, So there's a lot going on up there, a lot going on up there. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with with them over the season as a whole, of course. It'd be interesting. I mean, more than anything, it'd be a run out for Rising on Saturday. Um, And again, that's always the most important part of this, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We will see indeed. um, Yeah. They
1: were playing the team that, uh, again... Check out the Bobby Dooley interview, but uh, well, we'll just say uh, <laughs> there was notes of um, certain teams and using certain gimmicks and uh, pools and uh, helicopters and stuff. But that's the team we may or may not be playing. It's the team we're playing. Uh, anyway, right. Lots of other stuff going on around the USL. There are definitely some uh, marquee transactions. Well... Maybe not Marquee, but there's definitely a couple ones. One uh, Phoenix Rising one that's actually pretty pertinent. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, but it's
2: not really a Phoenix Rising transaction in any way, shape, or form beyond the right. that he used to play That's here. what I'm, I said. I
1: said Phoenix Rising-centric, eh. as in he used to play for Phoenix Rising. He's been eh. loaned out. You're <laughs> reaching. I'm not reaching. Uh. Well, we would not be talking about this if he wasn't a former Phoenix Rising player. No, we wouldn't. Anyway, Kev Lambert, right? You know, he spent a lot of good years here. Uh, former captain all that stuff okay so like we you know we, we now hate kev right like no, none of these nice feelings as well wishes he's, he's dead with us he's done he's done no i'm totally kidding but hey he's uh now signed max you loan. would be that
2: guy wouldn't you oh, would. you would be that guy no, really, like Yo, kev oh, we stop. don't care
1: about you anymore like max is i like to curious. think we never did no no i'm totally kidding kev no Kev lambert's a very nice guy but uh no uh he will be he's on loan uh to san antonio
2: Yeah, he is. I I did ask uh, Danny about uh, earlier this uh, week. I managed to ask Danny about whether there was an opportunity for them to bring Kev back or not. Um, Here's what he said.
0: It was it was something that was a, a conversation, but but as most of these things are with with player signings, and especially especially that a roster is pretty well in place at this point, uh, timing and circumstance plays more of a role than than anything else. And so, I think everybody understands and is is quite clear on uh, you know how the club feels about Kev Lambert and. Uh, the huge impact that Kev has had on the club over previous years and certainly I I speak for myself on that, that Kev's been an incredible person and player to have worked with in my time at the club. Um, Just more circumstance I think and and timing at this point just meant that it wasn't quite a a realistic possibility to bring Kev back into the club at this moment but um, you know I I wish Kev the best for himself individually moving forwards with of course uh, a slight caveat to say I hope that uh, perhaps the team don't do too well on occasion, but uh, that has no no bearing on Kev Lambert at all. Kev's, Kev's a, a great person and a great player, and, and I'm sure we'll do very well again with San Antonio, and we, we wish him nothing but the best.
1: I mean, okay, fair. Danny Danny pretty uh, put it pretty uh, diplomatically, right? No, no ill wishes for Kev, wishing the best except for whenever Phoenix Rising plays him, and uh, you know, hopes he hopes he has the worst uh match of his career. Boom, you heard it here first. <laughs> Straight from his mouth. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> no, no, it's uh you no, know,
2: so don't quite misrepresent people's words. No, yet, please, that's that's what I heard. That's what I heard. No, uh, no, Who are you heard You can we can we just don't touch my hand. Okay, that's how he is. Good. Oh so, I, well, um we've established that. But... I'm pretty sure you can definitely see it. it. <laughs> Uh, well, unless you're listening on audio, in which
1: case maybe you don't know. I have ears. I do have ears. Um, just this has been confirmed. Uh, Anyway, it's going to be interesting, right? Because Kev um, has been such a big part of this club. Again, you know, uh, was yeah. with Real Salt Lake, all that stuff. It's just going to be interesting. It's, it's a weird feeling. It just hits maybe at least a little bit differently. This is not the first time that Phoenix Rising players have then uh, played on other clubs. But... It's uh it's just Look, different. I d- it's a I little bit different. I don't I don't
2: want to see Kev get injured this season, but not. also I'd be very happy if he had a yellow card accumulation suspension yeah. for the matches against Phoenix Rise. There we go. Boom. Um I think that's a perfectly that's a nice way of putting it, is it not? You know? No. You can't play or or you can be uh I don't know when the matches are. Maybe he'll be called up and be unable to play. There you go. That'd be the nicer. That one, would actually, be very
1: well. nice. Wow, yeah. that's very nice. I mean, better than you wishing injury on him. Um, I'm not hey. wish injury on the guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh,
2: you know, that was the notable. I think U- that sounds like something that Max. He's dead to us now. Simpson would say instead context, of me. Context, context, guys. Oh. Uh, everyone the
1: chat's very rational about this. Um, you
2: know, uh, that was one of
1: the notable USL signings, again, one that came up on our radar for obvious reasons with that Phoenix tying A couple others, right? Um, listen, man, you got a couple listed here anyone you would like to point out specifically oh in what sense i don't know you well actually sorry it's not like your reese not like your reese what was one of these that you liked what was the, what was your marquee signing outside of uh kev lambert uh
0: san
1: antonio keeper oh we have a san antonio keeper Nine-tosh. Kendall McIntosh, okay, Sporting KC. Previous season, fourteen appearances and one clean sheet in MLS. Three appearances in MLS. Next pro, okay. You know what? That is fair. That's going to be filling big shoes. Big shoes. Big shoes. Filling Jordan Far uh, there in San Antonio. It's going to be interesting. We also saw
2: another another goalkeeper in, in Antonio Carrera, who's gone to North Carolina FC. Is getting sure. quite um. Quite highly, Tadin is on loan from FC Dallas. It's been with their next pro team. He's been quite highly touted by uh, people who uh, I know watch that league more than others. Um, So again, (laughs) interesting to see what happens with him. I think he's a better, uh, safe to say, he's a better goalkeeper than uh, another goalkeeper that we won't name, but have named in the past on this podcast recently. um, Who who we are, as far as we are aware, the discussions have gone as far as taking part in preseason games, but haven't gone further than that. Um. So yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll leave that one there, I think. But overall, should we talk a little about what we expect to see from rising this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I think that some of the main things are going to be, we need to start, and, and this is a bit complicated, right? Because there's a preseason game earlier in the day as well. They're doing the awkward kind of like a double type thing. Yeah. Um, one of them is closed or one of them is not. Um, Orange County will be playing Phoenix Rising earlier in the day. So you don't know quite how the rotations are going to look and quite how the, the lineups are going to look um, at any stage of that. But I think one of the things that, I'm looking for at least maybe a little bit more work on putting out combinations of players that I think you're going to expect to see come, come the first day of the season, right? You need to work on chemistry in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Fitness is huge, right? They've been loading the players quite hard in terms of getting minutes in. And I think they're making their progress in that regard. Um, But they are going to have to work on, getting some of those guys maybe who haven't had too many minutes with each other. Agreed. Um, If you think they're going to be starting... Um, I, I want to see something it, closer to a starting lineup start to emerge. I
1: agree. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. We kind of we kind of were asking the question a couple weeks ago of like, right, what at what point in the preseason are you like, hey, you know, you're always going to be tinkering with getting guys minutes, seeing what roles they play in, and really wanting getting to get a look at the full squad, knowing that you know you're not going through the season with just the same starting eleven that it takes, especially at the rigors of a of a full USL season. Um, it takes a full squad to do so so you know earlier in the preseason it's gonna be interesting how you do kind of play with those minutes but now you're at the point where listen you want to see the starting lineup that's it's not send stone. That's going to be the guys who line up for Phoenix Rising's Phoenix rising season opener, but you want to see like, okay, this is not any experiments. We're not really doing a ton of experimenting. Um, when they kick off against Las Vegas lights on Saturday, um, you want to see, I would like to see the guys, you know, of course play first half, honestly, probably in the second, give me 60 minutes. I would like 60 minutes really from the guys who you think you at least want to foresee as starters. If something happens, if there's guys who emerge in training, so be it. But I agree. I like the idea of getting combinations of players who either you haven't seen before, but ones that you think are going to contribute massively mm-hmm. to the starting lineup.
2: Yeah, I'll bring up uh, Fat Kid's comment there on Will Rocker make an appearance. I'd be surprised, but I'm not going. I I don't know entirely what the plan is sure. for his integration. I think he's going to probably need a little bit of resting time, um, comparable to what he's been doing this off season, which has been quite busy for him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we'll see him or not. I, I would tend towards no. Um and I think you should be prepared for that um for a little bit now because again he he's gonna need a bit of a break. um it's not it's not particularly easy to affect doing this year off season um in the way that he has so. I don't know. We'll see. But um yeah. that's one of the areas where I think it's patience is fine.
1: Patience fine. Take a load off, enjoy yourself, kick back with a nice four peaks. Four peaks is absolutely a nice way to relax, especially if you have you know how to a had a busy, busy off season. Uh we've had a busy off season, right? But uh the regular season is fast approaching. Grab yourself a nice cold four peaks It's been brew. a very
2: busy off season, hasn't it? Actually a lot busier than we were expecting.
1: I think that's what happens, but uh hey, So they got their Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale. Got to get some of those into the office. But again, it is a collab. You do, Max.
2: You do. We're we're running out of uh, beers in that fridge. Yes, exactly. We need to get some more in the office. Uh, We're running out of them, so you need to get some in.
1: Four Peaks uh Bad beer, Birdie Juicy Gold Nail is a collab between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. It's of course two Arizona brands, both local. Uh super drinkable beer. It is fantastic. Had it at their Easter pub. You are rocking right now. their little Peach. I am a little, little Peach out We absolutely love that. Check out Four Peaks. Again, uh, everywhere you can get beer. Find them online at fourpeaks.com. Check them out on Instagram at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. Again, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. What are you talking about? The the yeah,
2: No,
3: the no, the fat yeah,
1: Oh, I got you. That's a fair question. No, this is different. It is a is a is a very. It's a brand new beer. Um, uh, the very, question, by the way, especially since super uh, crushable.
2: Day- damon is not mic'd up at this point He's not. um but well, the question was is that just a rebrand of their ever golden ale and the answer max
1: is no it is not it is a no. Uh, no it's it's a new beer it's uh it's very tasty hasn't like how can i put this it's very crisp like yeah you
2: have a nice golden ale and it's just like kind of. Well, it would you. be really nice. nice to know but max hasn't bothered to bring any in yeah, it? I i'd try it. love to try it damon would love to try it you know. know but max hasn't brought any in and so while the peach is an acceptable substitute, I'd still like to try the Bad beauty. You got Please. hands and arms and, and eyeballs and ability to and drive. Do you drink beers
1: with your eyeballs, Max? No. That's how you no. drink them. Anyway, uh, yeah, it depends how you put them down. I know I'm putting down my OGs, right? And it's very easy to do so because it is a THC gummy. For those of you who don't know, how do you not know, right? We talk about all the time. OGs brands, they are Arizona's best scratch-made gummies. They are awesome uh right they got the the two new flavors again the ogs natural and the big ogs are the two new products again uh they got made with the rick simpson oil nice little stuff Mellow you out sweet clementine flavor again the ogs naturals and the big ogs the big ogs that perforated big bad boy 100 milligrams can break them off into 10 10 milligram pieces um just absolutely fantastic check them out ogs brands uh rumor has it gonna be a little offer code coming soon uh, that's all i'm saying i'm all i'm saying i'm not trying to not trying to get ahead of things but uh, be on the lookout soon enough they got a lot of good things coming on again ogs brands.com follow them on all socials at ogs brands must be 20 years older to enjoy responsibly yeah i mean uh how's i was gonna say what what else we got there's a it's gonna be a busy couple weeks um with uh what's going on next week with
2: the club kit reveal can reveal yeah massive up. little marquee theater action oh, we may have a little giveaway as well running there Well, the more details Remember closer it it. to the time and there's
1: uh gonna be a way that you can get to enter in those uh those uh, little giveaway yeah. yeah more to come on that um yeah man i mean shoot regular season's gonna be here before we know it and uh, i think that's really everything today right no what do, what do you mean no uh, uh. no
2: max oh wow look at that Ooh, yeah we haven't seen that in a while is that what I think it is, Max? Well, why don't you describe it for the people on audio? So it is a, a big picture of Max's cartoon head, which should be on the tattoo, but unfortunately he's too chicken. and, and This has already wow. been ruled. It's already been overruled um, by the dishonorable Judge Damon. Whoa, whoa, whoa we don't we don't Get to the point. You're wearing the Damon lead. Here. Get to the yeah, point. Right. Get to the point. This is, this is unacceptable. On. I think this is contempt of court, and quite uh, frankly, you should have the sentence okay. changed to include the cartoon oh, there. But okay. it, oh, the text next to it says, Adman, the tattoo, March 7th, 7 p.m., only available to PHNX diehards. Um We've had a slight change of plan compared to what was going to happen originally. So well, just to explain how this is going to happen. It's actually a good, it's actually a nice change of plan. I think we're going like to do it. our show at six o'clock as usual. On Thursday, March 7th. Here in the studio. Yep. And at 7 p.m. here in the studio. Max nice is getting a tattoo. I'm getting a tattoo. Uh, Reminder yeah. now, if you've got any particular broadcast elements that you'd really like to see to bring this whole thing to life, Make sure to let us know. We'll, we'll do yeah, all we can. I mean, should we should we tell them about the, the counter? Oh, well, yeah, we're going to do the ouchie counter. Yeah. So, like, every time that Max looks or sounds like he's in pain, we're going to add one to the counter. Yeah. Okay? Let's, we're so, we're going to
1: well, see. Well, we'll do some. We'll, do, well uh, <laughs> get, get you know, like our goes. friends at BetMG. We'll go over-under on the ouchie counter.
2: Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe we'll get... we'll
1: Hmm? oh there you go there you go i like i like that's maybe
2: maybe we'll, we'll find ways we'll find ways to really make this a fun one um and uh yeah we'll see we'll see quite how that goes yeah so if you have any uh, fun broadcast elements uh like that rumor has Meanwhile, has it- super chump is in the chat laughing at you max <laughs> okay. max is getting a tattoo did uh, you know
1: i'm, laugh- I'm <laughs> laughing and crying on the inside <laughs> oh
2: boy were you getting a tattoo max for the people uh them? is neck not face <laughs> where are you getting the tattoo uh yeah Let's actually Explain get a, to them, because they don't know at the moment. we got to get the hype up. Where are you getting the tattoo? Uh,
1: actually, still, I have, a, I have an idea. A uh, thing in the shoulder, the shoulder, but might, might pivot. We'll see. Oh, you might
2: pivot. Yeah,
1: might pivot. We'll see. Oh, we'll speak about this I, later. i, I got to talk to my tattoo guy, uh, make sure it's all cleared. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Your tattoo guy? My tattoo guy. The artist, or just do you just have a guy that you, when you have bad ideas about tattoos, you go and chat with? I mean, to be fair, this was back in May of 2023, and I did not think this would uh You didn't this think valid. this was going to happen? No. You didn't, yo, Max. You know what? What? What is the lesson we have learned here? Don't bet against Phoenix Rising. Don't run your mouth with silly bets that you don't really <sighs> want to fulfil. It's never okay. going to happen. <laughs> watching Max regret his life's decision is all the entertainment I need. Says Fat Kid. Okay, cool. We don't need it. We don't... I agree.
1: I oh, agree. beautiful.
2: We don't need to do the tattoo. If that's all I need.
1: <laughs> no, in all serious I'm actually kind of excited. I'm, I'm excited at this point. To get a good tattoo. You guys have been relentless, so I'm just kind of. I'm, I'm excited to get a break. He, just sweet worried, leave, sweet, worried, worried, though,
2: because we started with the. Max is buying beers then it became max is buying a tattoo and the problem is now is that we're gonna get bored and need a new one no soon. dude you can't what's it gonna what be what more can you
1: go after no we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> play this game we're not gonna play this game um nice just said what more can he go
2: on uh, um, discord that, you're all welcome to su- throw in suggestions oh we'll see, uh, what is max gonna do next
1: yeah um again die again uh, we cannot stress enough the show at 6 p.m thursday march 7th will be our usual show on uh you know youtube and then we are immediately going to go into tattooing 7 p.m it is for die hards only there is no way around it that's the only way you it's going to be you possible get the pregame show you but you do don't get,
2: get the live coverage exactly, of the tattoo exactly exactly
1: if you are not a diehard you'll be able to get the like uh what's that pull the bell that well oh, yeah but what's the what's like there's a technical term of like they'll like it'll be like sketched and like the ink will they're not the ink the design will be like uh, telestrated or ever on my body, but like you're not actually going to see the actual tattooing, which is yeah. So you kind of you miss, which the is Alchi what everyone counter. wants. To see, you miss so. the
2: actual counter.
1: Yes. No oh, oh, BJ's got a good point. Wasn't there a thing about feet last season? <laughs> no, stop, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> They're one out of time. We're already doing a tattoo here. Come on. <laughs> uh Yeah, but again, 7 p.m. Diehards only. If you want to become a diehard and watch this exclusive historic event. Become a once diehard. Once in a lifetime. It is once in a lifetime. I'm will <laughs> I <will> am <laughs> not be <laughs> making this He's again. I will not be making this again. I am not be making this again. Yeah. Uh, become a diehard at phnxlocker.com. We
2: might have to work on some special guests as well to come on. Oh, boy. Special guest again. The we'll only, see. The only, no way, to, the we'll only see. way to
1: see it. Become a diehard. PHNXlocker.com. Dot com. Again, you already get a free shirt upon signing up, which you can use for a PHNX Rising shirt. You already get discounts. You already get just access to the Discord, which is so much fun. And now you get this. We are literally two weeks from today, folks. Two, day- two weeks from today. Actually, it's 7.02 right now. In about... Uh, what's 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 a uh, twenty four times fourteen? Anyone with some quick math, please. Quick Mac, that's how many hours we are away. Anyone, anyone, anyone. Three
2: hundred and thirty six. Oh, uh, we are three hundred thirty six out. Oh gosh, from him I... getting his first little wincing.
1: Why am I okay? Why, why am I doing this myself? Three hundred thirty six hours away from tattooing.
2: Become a diehard. T H N X locker.com. I think we need uh, an hours until Max tattoo thing to pop why up do in I, future why shows. While we wait, I like that. I think it. I think it's a good countdown and a reminder to people. You won't make to it. Sign up as diehards. You won't. You won't. We'll have it made. Don't yeah, you worry about it. It's too complicated. For Don't you worry about that, Mr. It, Simpson. Yeah. It's really simple. You get then, buddy. It'll be me. <laughs> uh, He's here trying to. Uh, this is just classic Max trying to like go go after everybody. It hasn't worked like, for me so far. Yeah. Why, why don't you do that then? Why don't? Yeah. No one. In fact, it goes back to the actual tattoo bet itself. Where I remember when he said, uh, no one's going to remember this. Uh, yeah. No one will remember this. at The end of the season." Or, they do. Funnily enough. They yeah. did.
1: They do. They do. Uh, again, become, um, a, become a diehard. Phnxlocker.com. Um. Also, d- DM, uh, DM, DM, uh, us at phnx underscore rising. DM me, Max david simpson dn owen at oj evans 18 and saying hey that i became a diehard just to absolutely double triple quadruple check we get you added to the exclusive live streaming of it again you have two weeks you have plenty of time but there will be a cutoff of like no more no more you gotta get in
2: get it now it's gonna be absolutely fantastic because we're not gonna be providing technical support on the day off if you're in the discord at that point and you manage to work out how are you doing it on your own? Good on you. We'll walk, it, it, we'll walk it through you with plenty we'll of time. We'll walk it through yeah. you as long as you you tell us that's in deep, enough yeah. advance. That's a deep cut, We'll covers. help you get there. That's a, that's a deep cut. We're, we're not bringing up
1: wags on this show. Um, on that note, uh, this has been the, another something, illustrious, uh, infamous, uh, the notorious episode of the PHNX Rising podcast. Uh,
2: Featuring tattooless Max Simpson, uh, but not for uh, long. Of course, you can follow
1: the show on PHNX underscore, underscore, rising because double the underscore, double, double fun, the double tattoos. The
2: fun. That's the other bet that you're it's losing not. now. It's, it's nice. If, if that's your other little punishment, it's uh, if Rising win the league again, you get a second tattoo. You, I you may. I do it not. It should be. I do. Yeah. Well, you. It should be. You're not my. It's not, not,
1: not how it works. One, No, one tattoo I think we should all sign.
2: Don't uh, chat. Do you agree with me? Max one tattoo, should... is no, no, one no. tattoo
1: is plenty. One tattoo is plenty. trying to One steal tattoo my is mind? plenty. One tattoo is absolutely plenty. You can you follow can't. me on. Remove the XLR cable, man. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow me on Twitter at OJ Evans18. You can follow Statlacky Reese. Actually, did a good job of pulling stats today. Thank you, Trey. And uh, well, well, well done on the FIFA. Uh, I'll, I'll shout him out. He he, he bested me. Yeah, would Reese- beat you three
2: games in in. Listen, yeah. listen. I've, I've already said it. We don't need to pile
1: on. At Reese eleven underscore, not the double underscore, just the one. Uh, you can follow Damon Dog at Damon Dog D A double G. Um, shoot, Kyle, man, what's your what's your what's your handle again? K Cube Sports k sports come on the mac you a man uh he's he's doing with the nonsense uh you know that's a that's how you uh that's how you learn quick at PHNX. next come come produce the PHNX next rising show and it's a it's a bleep show for yeah. sure but remember it's
2: a- as we sign off here yeah. now i just want to say this it's a beautiful game oh, but it's like even this. more beautiful when you are just three hundred and thirty six hours oh away from God. max Simpson getting a tattoo good night later hmm
3: uh,